0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Invictus Performance Podcast hosted by Invictus Performance Lab. This is a one-stop shop encompassing everything related to sport and high performance in India. We bring to you experiences and interviews with athletes and coaches, discuss topics in sports science, long-term athletic development, injury rehabilitation, psychology, nutrition and strength and conditioning. Please share and subscribe for cutting-edge content and the latest advancements in sport and high performance. Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome to Episode 1 of the Invictus Performance Podcast. Our first guest on the show is senior Karnataka State and Indian women's cricketer, Vanita V R. Well known for her explosive batting style and lively personality, Vanita was eager to delve into everything that has shaped her into the person she is now, from her early days to the injuries and setbacks that she has learned from, as well as the continuous reinvention of herself. Our host, director and high performance coach at Invictus, Varun Shetty, discusses with Vanita the various factors behind high performance in modern athletes. We dive deep into the mindset that Vanita has formed through her vast experience and her boundless pursuit of high performance. She also provides an account of what's next in store for her, as well as the influence that mentors have had on her throughout her career. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Enjoy!
1: we know you from i wouldn't say too long uh i wouldn't say too long i mean it's been 2 years since we first met you yeah. and uh, already we've gone through multiple stages in terms of training in terms of in terms of food the way you go about planning there have been yeah. there have been changes in terms of processes and it's an iterative process what works for one person doesn't work for the other person and uh, yeah what is great is that you're you're willing and willing and even capable of looking at yourself objectively and still look mm-hmm. at and still look at okay what do i need to improve right? so yeah. we're going to start off with again i mean i mean we're still going to start off with cricket right? because cricket is yeah. is uh, i would say who you are and uh, cricket yeah. defines you as much as you define cricket in in the indian context right uh, yeah. you've predominantly known as a, a very aggressive batsman you like coming up the order you like hitting the the ball as far as possible and even as hard as possible. There have been instances where you know you've tried competing with the guys on how long you can hit your sixes as compared to them. Right? But I think more than more than anything, it's a testament to your personality and how you yeah. how you like to approach things uh, and what you've been known for. Right. but also that yeah. off late i i've been noticing there is a change in your personality as well and how you approach cricket right uh, there seems to be there seems to be more of a a more of a thought process behind how you're approaching the game uh, not only from a technical standpoint but from how you're approaching the innings but also how you're going about planning different segments of uh, of the training no longer is no yeah. longer, as far as no longer is it that you're just approaching it as batting. I can see there are layers and dimensions yeah. that you're adding more and more. And every time I talk to you, it keeps becoming and it yeah. keeps becoming more and more refined. Let's start off okay. with what was the process before and how has that evolved or how has that matured over a period of time and you just share it? because there's a lot of, lot of experience that comes and what, what initially worked for you may not have continued working in the same form.
2: See, definitely. Actually, if I, if I, um, if I really need to talk about uh, the kind of process I went through, um, see, in cricket, we term it as routines, right? Um, so, every time, every before every game, um, we sort of have a routine that we follow. And honestly speaking, not many people know this, that I'm, you know, I'm sort of, I, I used to be driven a lot towards superstition side. So when I started towards, uh, when I started my career, right, I hardly practiced. But I used to go and score lot, lots and lots of runs. Uh, I used to get a lot of tons there. So that sort of, uh, you know, my growing day, especially, um, I would say 13, 14 and all, I hardly practiced. So that sort of gave me an idea. Okay, fine. Maybe I'm good at it. Maybe I need, I shouldn't be practicing. So maybe that's how I need to go about. So that's the idea I had initially when I started my career. And, um, and and, and in, in the meanwhile, you know, that become, I, I would say, that sort of laid as a lazy platform for me. So I become a very laid-back person. The person I am, like, okay, I never gave importance to practice. So um, uh, 16, 17 is something which, uh, no, 15 is something which I decided not to play. My parents wanted me to stop playing because uh, there were a lot of change in my behavior. Um, I started bunking classes like any other uh, youngster would do. I... Um, I I used to lie at home in the name of practice and go out and, you know, just just head out, head out, street, explore options. just And then uh, classes and my parents had to pull me up because one day I got, um, I mean, they got a call from the school saying that your daughter is not attending classes. And I think we have to, um, you know, keep her in the same class because she's hardly got any attendance and she's not given any of her midterm exams and all of this stuff. That's when my parents actually got to know that I'm not attending classes and I'm bunking and I'm, you know, roaming here and there. So they, they pulled me for this and then I got beaten, honestly speaking, I got beaten all over the place from my mom uh, for behaving like that. And then uh, my, my mom, I think, yeah, my mom came to the academy, um, my first coach, Irfan, sir. So she said, no, I'm not going to send my daughter to play. Um, I I don't think so. This is going to work in any way. And uh, whatever it is, uh, you know, let her just stop then and there. And, and I was, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, oh shit, what did I even do? Like I'm i didn't see myself actually coming in that situation and in that place and um, and, and irfan sir was so kind because i don't know probably he's seen something different in me what others have not seen he was seeing my he, he was seeing something different like probably that one cricketer would go on to play country probably it spotted me very early in my career where i didn't believe that i would go on to play honestly speaking but he had that belief and uh, And he said, and he convinced my parents saying, no, 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 she's very talented, and if she stops now, I don't think so. Um, It's 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 just your daughter. It's also Karnataka team, and I see her playing, going on to play country as well. So don't stop, don't stop her from playing. So probably that hit me hard. um, That that day, sort of you know, hit me hard, saying, okay, let me not do this. Even if I do, also I need to, I need to do everything in moderation. So that's when I learned. how to be, how to, how to be, you know, doing things in moderation. So I sort of figured out my way. Um, I, then I joined moms, so All the more reason for me to actually go out <laughs> of my way. But, but somehow um, I was still, you know, trying to stabilize myself. It's something which I couldn't just give up and, you know, stop bunking classes and all that. It was not something which I could do it immediately. Um, maybe I used to bunk classes, not because... Um, you know, I wanted to really go out and explore. I was I was bored. I was bored of the same lectures, bored of the same teachers. So boredom was something which actually prompted me to bunk classes more often than going out and uh, expressing. So then again, seventeen seventeen eighteen, I sort of started playing a lot of cricket, all age groups. I, I was leading also Karnataka team. A lot of change happened uh, when I started leading uh, Karnataka team in age groups. So that sort of put me a lot of responsibilities in me and uh, i realized um, the more responsible i am i'm a different person because i'm no longer that playful i'm no longer that reckless careless that i used to be as, as when when i'm not the captain when i'm not given any sort of a leadership role i, I probably i probably see myself uh, a lot different in terms of um, a lot many in lot many ways the way i approach i see i see something different in me when i when i've been given the leadership role or when i've been asked to take some sort of an initiative probably I like so, I
1: like let me put it this way. If you're not in the leadership role, you might as well start creating some kind of ruckus. But as long as the responsibility exactly. is with you, exactly. you will not be part of I'll, the problem, but you'll be part of the solution. <laughs> <laughs> is that the way
2: you're doing? Yeah, I'll get to that. I, I over the no, honestly speaking, something is driving me um till today, it's something which I've created, that I've I've made myself like, okay, I'm the leader. And uh, I, need to, I need to, you know, go about. So that's that's the mindset I have even when I'm playing for state also right now, though I'm not leading. That's what drives me. That's what keeps me on top of the game every time. And every time I want to go out there and play, it's like, okay, I want to be the best. That's the yeah. mindset I have. And, and for that mindset, I always think I'm the leader. And when I think that automatically there's something within me which actually starts behaving like, okay, I'm the one, you know, just starts, I, I like to dominate. Even if there is a tough situation where my teammates are unable to adapt, i just go out there and i start expressing i i take the lead i like challenges i like okay if if people are struggling in certain particular wickets uh i'll i'll just go out and bat easily there on such wickets if it's if it's damp i enjoy if it's turning i enjoy where others are struggling right um i don't know if it's something if i don't know if it's some sort of character which i have in me but i always go there's some different side in me which actually comes up at such at, 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 you know tough situation where i just go out and just express myself this i'm in some zone when you know when 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 the situation is very tough.
1: So there's there's a lot of uh, so they they talk about they talk about the the athlete the ultimate athlete which is the bigger the challenge the the bigger the, the bigger the stage the bigger the entrance right? and if you yeah. see a lot of the biggest athletes from different sports right uh, including cricket football rugby and you look at all the all the all the greatest stories that have always been has been of comebacks. Right in yeah. difficult situations when all chips are down, you have you, you have that one person or two people or a, a handful of people who come alive when all chips are down. And I think it's, yeah. it's it's what we need, like especially now, considering the entire situation where I would say the whole whole world, and the whole species uh, in general, our chips are down. And we need yeah. people uh, who know how to step up. And who understand that a crisis is a crisis and will continue to being a crisis unless a group of us stand up together and, 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 and basically collectively bring everybody together. You need that one person who is that instigator. right? Whether yeah, it's being exactly. mischievous or whether it's being that, that, that role that you need to play where you can stir your entire team. And
2: yeah.
1: I think initially while it was still unexplored, you were very mischievous and that's how you used to stir yeah. the entire team. And I think as you evolve see I,
2: I probably created, I probably created my own ways of actually uh, you know keeping me going because I like some sort of a who knows it better than you you have seen me when when there's some sort of a pressure, how I actually push myself how probably i've seen athletes failing in those junctures, and i i don't know i I would have pulled it up, and people who actually fail like you know uh, for example, injuries have been a great teacher for me over the years um the kind of injuries i've dealt over um the last um, say about 10 years uh, right from 2011 it started my major injury started from 2011 with a stress fracture which i didn't know what it was back then i didn't know what a stress fracture is i was zapped when i actually heard what a stress fracture and and if anyone in my place i'm being honest if anyone in my place uh, if they have got to know what stress fracture is and the consequences of a stress fracture leading um you know to the greater degree of or the greater grader of injury probably they would have said no i i really don't want to play they would have backed themselves up but i think i when i look back at it i was i don't know if what made me i was crazy i would say but i played that entire season with a stress fracture um having having a having an injury along with a bulge disc it it, it wasn't easy for me i remember uh, you know taking painkillers in a day around 4 5 uh, Painkillers because I couldn't withstand the pain because this pain was something new which I've never felt before. If it was okay. if it was an injury which occurred or if it was an injury which I've felt it before, probably I, I knew how to like you know go about. But this is something which I've never felt it before. Also, so that sort of you know um, it was driving me crazy. But there was this inner self. The first me. injury
1: is always the hardest. <laughs> the yeah, I can never forget. Always because the hardest to deal with.
2: Yeah, because because this is something which I've never felt before and it's to do with your nerves and 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 i, and I see and i see the pain radiating towards uh, till my knee and i didn't know what it was back then i used to tape my knee i used to tape my ankle because i didn't know it was my nerve which is tingling down so yeah. I, I i swear i didn't after three four years that's the time when i sat down detailedly, studied about a lot of things i'm like I'm, i was stupid you know probably one or two freak incident probably would have been on bed by now So I didn't realize actually how serious it could get, Uh, the nerve impression. I didn't realize what, how bad the nerve impression can be, but that again, if I take a lesson out of it, which I can never forget is a kind of mindset. I had Uh, probably everything else blacked out for me. I was, I was like, you know, I had this blinders on, so I just focused only on getting those runs. I didn't think about the pain for me. Every day success was to go out there, get some runs and come back. I didn't think about how much, what, what is the tolerance of pain I was going through. I focused only about going there and just winning and helping my team at that point in time because that was a time very crucial time for Karnataka team because we had a lot of seniors stop playing at that time so it was like a more like a youngster more like a young side yeah I was I was senior I, obviously I was one of those seniors at that time so that sort of you know motivated me to say okay like you know I need to go out there and perform so that's why I said responsibility has played a big factor in in terms of shaping me the person I am.
1: Coming back to the point of how you push through your your first injury, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there are I mean, because we, we we do work with you closely. I mean, you can see there are aspects of, of injuries where you had uh, in the past where you didn't want to slow down, right? Because opportunity, yeah. right? Your cricket is uh, or oh, sport yeah. is such a fickle game that you have to be there. If it's not you, it's very easy to for the next person to get a chance. A lot of us get very few chances. Yeah. So I understand the the mindset of pushing through an injury, right? But yeah. given a chance, given a choice, how would you go about addressing that period in your life very differently because, yes, it was also the beginning of your rise, but also pushing yeah. through an injury, you know, how has that affected you in the long run? Has it affected if it's not affected?
2: she. Um, if you ask me, right, um, internet is actually a blessing. It's also a curse because, um, um, I used to read stuff on internet because we didn't have access to uh, training or probably awareness, I can say. I used to read on internet saying, okay, how to have flat app. So, just go, okay, or do some crazy thousand, thousand, crunches. This you was message. before or after your stress fracture? Before stress fracture. So, this all led to my stress fracture. That's why I'm getting oh, to that great. point, actually.
1: If there's one message for everybody out there who's playing cricket… Let it be known yeah. that a thousand crunches on a daily basis will definitely lead to a stress fracture. It's the most common misconception that I have right now in dealing with young athletes is that everybody wants an app. And how do they go about getting abs yeah. is trying to do a lot of crunches. And that's what throws crunches. their back out completely. Like, you know, this is it's not even a factor of performance. Like having a six-pack app yeah, yeah. does not lead to performance at all. It is a purely an aesthetic yeah. goal.
2: See, um, see again, again. Um, I would, I don't know if I have to blame myself or I don't know, I don't know whom to blame here. But I think there's no one to blame. It's, it's more of an education know, learning see,
1: process.
2: No, so, honestly speaking, I was a medium pacer. I was a medium pacer back then. I, I had a very good, uh, you know, I was very sharp and very nippy also. Uh, always had the drive to actually bowl faster and faster and faster. So. In the meanwhile, when I was working in one of those drills, and one of my coaches happened to mention that, see, listen, you need to work in your core. I feel your core is not that strong. You're not withholding. And that sort of hit me. I said quickly, okay, when I went back home, I started browsing, I started looking for stuff, okay, how to strengthen your core. And first thing what pops up on my screen is, okay, fine, you need to do some crunches. You need to do those ab crunches and all those ab rollout and fancy stuff. I'm like, okay, fine, I... I wrote it out on the note. Mm, I had a back then. I had a very small gym room, which I, I you know I set it up. This is one of the reasons why I don't train at home. Okay, so <laughs> um, so I had this uh, thing set up. So every day in the evening, um, half an hour exclusively for core, because my coach said, okay, my core is weak, so exclusively half an hour core. Then half an hour, every day I used to cycle because my cardio has to go off for long for those longer spells that I have to bowl. So every day, half an hour, uh, cycling. Uh, This is apart from my morning usual routine of fitness. Okay. We have a team fit. Uh, I finish that everything in the morning. And when I come back home, I come back home probably say three, four o'clock. And then in the evening, I have a snack. And then Maggie used to be a snack back then. Okay. We'll get to that of the diet i'll get to that later and then after that um you know come in and and just you know do some crazy stuff crazy stuff because because i had the drive that okay i want to actually be better than others that drive led me to a lot of crazy things because that obsession to get better yeah. uh, and better better it led to a lot of things probably that is that is you know it was meant to happen because my obsession got the better of actually being the person i i, I should have been
1: right so i'm going to come back to this topic right because uh, compared to when you started uh, to be honest i think even now majority of the athletes still make the same uh, st- i mean still more or less things haven't changed much right i mean if you have yeah. access if you have access to good coaches through the academy or through uh, through the state system or the national system things are slightly different but for a for an aspiring youth cricketer or sportsman your first source of information is still the internet right and yeah, who <laughs> you choose to, and and it's 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 primarily driven by uh, google search so whoever shows up first in the google search is the guy who is going to tell you how to go about your body now yeah. how much of it okay. is relevant relevant to your sport because i mean 90% of the fitness advice over there does not apply to your sport i, I wouldn't say 90% Definitely. but it doesn't apply to your sport and doesn't apply to your body right And when you start, when you start off, I mean, it's, it's a lot of experimentation. It's a lot of experimentation. Uh, Some things work amazingly well in the short term and certain things don't work well in the short term, but in the long term end up working out for you. So it is a journey for you uh, and it's a journey for all of us as well, but I'm going to still come back to your point where you said early on that it came, everything came naturally to you and it came easily to you. Yeah. So now, I'm a big believer in the fact that there are certain things that you do, either directly or indirectly, that contribute to your success. Even though you've not played the game of cricket, there would have been still things that you would have done with your siblings, right? Now, Vanita, you have three siblings, which means I'm sure there were tons yeah. of games that you used to play at home. Uh, I remember your sister telling me, your, your younger sister telling me that your house is pretty much like a, a, an all-day nursery with kids running around all the time. Right?
2: Yeah. I'm going to
1: actually deep dive into that because I feel that a huge part of who you are and who you've become yeah. is because of the influence of your family and your siblings. Right? So cricket, cricket would be the start of your own personal journey. But I would say where you develop your personality would be more at
2: home. It's it's. It. I think I I would say it's from my dad uh, because um, I've seen my dad actually sort of he denies even now because he doesn't want to show that side of uh, you know he going out into playgrounds and playing with his friends. Actually, I've seen my dad pick up a cricket bag and walking out on Sundays to play hey. cricket. Hey. Uh, I I I sort of always used to be around my brother and my dad. I I used to like their company because I, I somehow I was never fond of the girly talks at home. You know, talking about sari all day, wells, and food and all of the stuff. That that didn't interest me at all one bit also. So, I always wanted to hang out with my dad and my brother. So, so that's you know. how that's how it started. So, um, probably I was too young. So, my dad always, okay, even though you took me to the uh, cricket ground, he used to say, okay, you just sit and watch. And right. um, I learned a lot just by watching. Mm. I was a bat. He was a bat and he, he used to both see okay. actually i have not mentioned about this um, in 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 few of the interviews which i have spoken my dad when i started uh, it was my dad who was more interested in me playing cricket and he had set up a cricket ground behind my house and he used to bowl to me every day morning
1: Great.
2: and uh, he used to bowl, yeah he used to bowl to me every day morning and uh, and you know what was my fitness to run around that uh, we had a layout okay which exits like this it's like a square okay i need to I need to run around that five laps. Five laps yeah. of that in the morning. That used to be a warm-up. Yeah. And, um, and 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 I don't know. Back then, trust me, uh, I was not even 10% interested to play cricket professionally. Because uh, I got hit a couple of times. Uh, the hard, leather cricket ball, you know. That sort of puts you on the back foot. So, I got hit a couple of times. And that sort of, you know, uh, I didn't want to play cricket at all. And then my dad used to force me every day in the morning saying, no, 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 you have to play. You have to play. And then I was made to go through very hard uh, sessions in the morning. Bat for half an hour. Then bowling for uh, 20 minutes. Then fielding for half an hour. And this is before and you started
1: professional coaching?
2: No, this was when I joined. This was around 12-13 years. This was around 12-13 years.
1: What, 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 played, what games uh, you used to play before that? Like at home? Like uh,
2: before I used you... to play a lot of, bad. a but, lot of baddie. Okay. Uh Baddie bad, and then i used to play a lot of uh, Coco. there's the sport Coco. i don't know yeah 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 um, i used to play a lot of that in school and then um i used to play baseball uh baseball and softball later it happened later in the college okay, but okay. Uh, it was more like the it was more like the street games also this kuntabilla and all that in Kannada word we play like local language that we use what is, uh, what all is this yeah, like hops. Like yeah, yeah, yeah see. See, we still right, have right. those. And then um, and then and then obviously like all those childhood games of hide and seek and all of those stuff, you know. Just and how many hours a
1: day did you spend on doing these unstructured games?
2: Parents used to allow us one one and a half hours, two hours every day. post mm. six we're not allowed to step out. Okay. Because uh, obviously for various reasons darkness and you know safety purpose. So we were never yeah. allowed to step out after six. And We were okay. all asked to go to tuitions and all that stuff, so post six. So we, we get that window of four o'clock when I get back home, yeah. snack time, and all of those things. So I, I had time till like six o'clock, sometimes six, six, fifteen when my mom is not around, six, okay. six, fifteen. So that's the time that I used to get. Uh, you know, I it was allowed for me to play, yeah, but otherwise, uh, it was it was like you know, um, more more like to do with my family, it was more like to do with my siblings. So I've played a lot of. And I use also used to play WWF back then. It was WF, um, so I used to play a lot of those also at home. Yeah. So that's how I learned all of those jumping, um, you know, all of those. Um, what do you call? I, I don't get that. Somersaults. Faulty, we call in our. Yeah, Thomas. yeah, so, yeah, somersaults. So all of those things, I learned it there only. Probably that is that all those are attributing to our stuff on the field now. If you look at it, and these are the things if I've done my childhood. Yeah. So,
1: so that's what. So uh, for me, I mean, by and large, if you, if you look at like what talent is, again, this is my personal opinion. Talent is basically someone's yeah. ability to figure out a complex task like a sport. Yeah. But the fact that you've yeah. played so much unstructured sport, you had a lot of the vocabulary to be able to tackle cricket. So cricket became, yeah. became, the, it became an, a translation or became uh, the final aspect of the way you're going to explore all the different individual skills that you mentioned over there. From the things you learned with Coco, the things you learned with uh, Hopscotch. I mean, you're pretty much doing the same thing. Like if I look at your video that you sent me today morning, you're pretty much doing single leg jumping and landing and you're still doing hopscotch, right? We just call it fancy words and all of that. But as a kid, you're still doing all the same movements. It's just that it's more fun in the form of a game. So the attributes that we need for sport are all there in children's games if we just allow kids to play. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Trust me, actually, those fun elements are... uh, uh, something which as you grow older right um yeah. i i don't i don't see those fun elements uh, in training anymore honestly speaking it's more like those serious it's more it's more to do with your bubbles it's more to do with how you're going to throw the bubble down it's it's, it's actually very um probably it's, it's it's there's no fun i see these days in training um, yeah. honestly speaking it's more more like serious stuff because that's when i always um, Whenever I talk, right, I talk a lot about my childhood because that's when I felt was there was fun. There's a lot of fun there involved. Unlike, unlike um, probably 2021, 20, hardly any fun. It was more to do with, okay, how are you going to go next? And there's a lot of stress that you automatically, in you know, develop over the years, how you go about, how the stress gets to you more or less. But that's, that, that's something which I actually remind myself also, you know, I don't know if not many people got to see this, but I keep a. I keep a wallpaper of my nephew all the time just to remind me that I need to be the child Uh, what I I used to be or what the child actually brings the best out of uh, adults also sometimes because the child I see they're so you know they don't think about anything they just go out there they only look for fun element they only look for fun element that's sort of like a self reminder for me also that okay fine I need to be like that I need to be the child in me I need to bring the child
0: Hey guys, thank you all for listening in. We're going to take a short break to let you know about the new online kids program that we have started, as well as the personalized virtual sessions that our rehab specialists and performance coaches will be conducting to make sure you maintain that progress during this lockdown period. For further details, please visit our Instagram page at Invictus Performance Lab. Now, let's get back into the conversation. Cheers.
1: We keep talking about this concept of the mind of a beginner, which is basically a yeah. child's mind. Like right. They're so yeah. ready to learn new things. They don't come with any preconceived notion of of how things should be or no expectations. They just come there to play. Like half the time when we used to go out to play, we didn't even know who we we're going to play with that day. right? So there was no way of planning, studying videos and all of that. But it's over there that you sweet, learn sweet. The, the intangible skills, the skills that... You can't really show show and see in on a piece of paper. They don't necessarily come out as stats.
2: Uh, Yeah,
1: but the fun element, the fun element. I feel that because the stakes are really high as you get more and more into your career, we tend to take the fun out of it. But the fact that the the fun element of it has kept us fresh, creative, and like you know, we don't. When it's fun, you don't. You're not looking at recreating patterns. You're looking at
2: exactly you
1: exactly, yeah. are looking at constantly creating new patterns hence it's not a pattern you're being creative mm-hmm.
0: on the fly right? yeah, I so, think yeah. uh, this, the the reinvention part of uh, the reinvention side of Anita I think is really shown through uh, you know like we kind of remind ourselves of being the child and uh, yeah, you know, so having, yeah. lunch, having fun I think that pertains to her reinvention overall
1: yeah so I think now would be a exactly. good time to explore that like how what what made you want to reinvent yourself in the first place and then what are the changes that you did as a step process in reinventing yourself
2: see um this sort of um, stuck my mind uh, two years back right uh, I was doing same stuff I was I was doing the same old things I was going through the same old um, process um, again human minds you know, uh, when there's when, when you feel stagnant, you just feel like, okay, I just want to give up. And that thought has always been in my mind. I'm not denying that. Because at the end of the day, when I'm also human, if there's no fun element. If you're not seeing yourself going up, um, you sort of tend to, you know, get demoralized. And you feel like, okay, what's next? But um, I spent a lot of time with my nephew. I mean, he grew at my place quite a lot. He used to spend a lot of time. And when I keep looking at him, I... Um, You know, I get the sense of uh, freedom and the sense of happiness that he has because he doesn't think about future. He just lives in that moment. And what we tell him to do, he just just goes out there and implements it. And doesn't think, he doesn't ask this question, why? I've seen many a times the question, why, when you start asking yourself why, that's when I feel there's a lot of, um, you know, stress which goes through your mind because you're thinking, why am I doing this? Why should I do that? why 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 i think the why factor has been a big disaster in my life because um as i kept um uh, uh, probably going you know 2014-15 um, was my peak i mean i was in the indian team then um even then also i faced a lot of injuries uh, over, over the period but but that again did teach me how how i need to uh Probably that changed my methods of training again. I'm not saying uh, I was perfect before getting in. It sort of gave me a platform like, okay, how an international cricketer should go about, how an international athlete should be, how preparation is or a preparation is. And I got, I was so fortunate that I rubbed a lot of shoulders with a lot of great people around, men, women, cricketers, both. And I sort of, you know, looked up to them, how they prepare and all of the stuff. But one common thing, what I felt was, uh, there was no enjoyment. Uh, even though they were also doing this stuff, even we are also doing this stuff. There is no enjoyment because you've because you've achieved because you've established yourself. After a point, it's all about um, okay. I need to hold down hold on to this because I've made a name. And if I don't, you know, after a point, it's more of those stress which actually that's comes into certain certain athletes. So um, you know, that's the time where I feel a lot of people uh, miss out on the fun factor. If you actually go and ask a pro athlete, you know, today. After so many years, you'll say, okay, I'm doing that, I'm doing this. But I don't think so. There's this fun element, what he used to sound when he was an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old. You, you no longer look at that sort of a mindset.
1: But do you think uh, it's also, I- uh, do you think it's also uh, an expectation from people around you that if exactly. you are having fun, they'll be like, oh, they're not serious about the game. Is that a factor?
2: Exactly. Exactly. That is also one of those factors. But again, it is, it is, the, it is what you have created. Uh, It is what the image you have created. It is what you have created um, over the years that, okay, I got to be this way. I am this way. Okay, people are expecting this from me. So I have to be like that. Um, But off late, I've read uh, some of the great athletes, uh, right? Um, I mean, the way how they go about that also gave me a greater idea of how to let go things. That's when I actually started uh, developing this habit of actually letting go things. Um, and not holding on to any of those things, which actually is, even, even the previous day also, even whatever I do, I think that's when I learned the art of letting go things. Um, and also there was another turnaround uh, recently, not recently, probably 18 months back, I met um, my childhood coach. I mean, he, he was he's played a very big instrument in my career, back then, childhood, uh, Mr. Rx. So when I met him, the first thing, he looked at me, um, he said, okay, what is bothering you? I said, sir, I came up with, you know, my my bag full of uh, sorrow that I was carrying. So I said, sir, uh, I'm, despite a lot of scores, I'm not figuring out in any of the levels. I'm doing well, but no one is considering. And then when I go out there, I'm not performing consistently. And I put across a lot of my factors. And then he just sat me down and he said, listen, okay, whatever has happened has happened. But why don't you just make peace with yourself? Just say, okay, fine. You need to like accept whatever has happened has happened. Just make peace with yourself and just see where you're going to head. Uh, I didn't know what he was actually trying to tell me back then. I didn't know what it was like. I was like, okay, what is he trying to tell? What is this peace about? You know, maybe peace. I, I was relating to a spiritual aspect of peace because I, I was into too much of meditation and all of this stuff. Um, uh, So I, I started relating, okay, maybe I need to change my ways of meditation. Maybe I need to make peace. Uh, I need to sit peacefully. You know, I was thinking of those terms. But little did I realize that what he was trying to tell me is something different. Uh, that that peace, which actually I have to make it from within, my inner self. I need to tell myself that, listen, whatever has happened has happened. Just keep that aside. And uh, it took me a while. It is so easy when I'm actually trying to tell you that, okay, I have made peace with myself. Um, but when I had to sit down and I, I, I had to really uh, put in those effort and really put in those hours and uh, there are a lot of people, handful of people who helped me and one among them is Varun. He's helped me big time in terms of actually uh, making peace with myself, how how I need to go about. And then I clearly remember um, one day we were having a conversation in that physio assessment room. You said, okay, the mind of a beginner. Um you know that sort of hit me hard. I'm like, okay, where am I heading? Why am I carrying so much stress? What is that is bothering me? You know all those things. When when I put down and I sat down and I'm like, okay, no, this is what I need to be doing. Um, this is what this is what is missing in my uh, life. That uh, right now I need to have peace. Right now I need to reinvent myself. And how am I going to do that? It's just I have a mindset of a beginner. That's how I actually walk in. That's why I'm so lively when I actually walk in the setup because I have a mindset of a child because a child just walks in and, you know, he or she will just go out there and explore that place. Okay, what's there for me? What's in for me to actually go out and have fun? So that's the factor. That's the factor I have. Even when I'm when when even when i with my team back, um, the dressing room, I just go out. I create a lively environment um, so that everyone there has fun. You know, everyone in the team... They just think about, okay, we're going to have fun. We're going to talk about the fun element part. Uh, We're not going to talk much um, about serious stuff. So we're going to uh, look at implementing a lot of fun aspects. So these are the things, uh, um, you know, off late I've put put across. And, um, you know, it is showing now. It is showing in uh, the way how I go about. It's showing in the way how I approach things. Um, Recently, my head coach also did mention this aspect that, uh, you know, I'm much more peaceful now from within.
1: And how is your, I mean, I know your eating habits also have changed from when you were, I remember seeing a picture of yours that you sent me a couple of years back to now. So clearly uh, your your approach to eating has changed and visibly so. So how would you, (laughs) how would you go about it? Like from what you used to eat? And how it affected you um, and now how you go about addressing your food and you know, just general, how do you approach food? See,
2: again, um again, again, um,
1: we'll put that again, picture up for sure, don't again, worry.
2: Internet. <laughs> no, again, honestly speaking, internet does, um, has played its part. Um, one day I sat down, I was, no, this happened, my diet completely changed in 2014 um i was working with anandate uh he was he was uh, he's still uh, part of uh, nca setup he's uh, at snc there so we were generally discussing and always i mean my mindset has always been this that i i want to be the best whatever i'm doing i always want to be the best so i used to go heavy uh, in lifting then because that sort of drove me like okay let me just go out there explore that kind of training so I used to lift very heavy heavy stuff so um, uh, my recovery was not happening with the normal food that I used to consume then me and Anandate we sat down one day and um, we we were like okay what is that you eat he asked me to give the entire day and he said okay this is not how you're going to be eating and we need to change that habit and uh, you need, we also need to get into supplements because your body is not supporting your body is not recovering for the next day So there was a lot of breakdown in my body. Um, So he gave me a basic guidelines of how I need to go about. So that's when there was a major uh, change in my diet. Uh, Since 2014, I've been in strict diet. Uh, I've never, maybe even if I drift, it's for a couple of meals or a couple of days or three, four days. And honestly speaking, thanks to you and uh, Alia, because there was this major change happened in 2018. I remember... um, Uh, I remember I was having a conversation with you. I said, no, I'm too much on protein because I was too much on protein. Honestly speaking, I was too much on protein and I used to be that even then also like even though I was fit, I used to look bulkier and huge, you know, which I didn't like it. I always wanted to be on the leaner side uh, because I felt performance on the field uh, definitely helps being on the leaner side because you move quickly. Uh despite of my training, I couldn't figure out that, uh, you know, that, that kind of a change which I was looking at, the twitch, you know, which I wanted was not there. And all thanks to you, uh, especially you asked me to, uh, you know, suggested me to meet Alia. And then we did a blood test and, you know, my texan. And then she helped me out. The major swap I did was uh, I was more of protein, protein. Probably that didn't break down my body that easily. So uh, switching to major... Uh, Change was actually getting into carbs. Carbs diet has helped me big time. Uh, my energy levels, uh, my recovery, my lean, my, you know, my fat percentage, everything just changed when I actually made that uh, change, when I swapped that uh, diet. Uh, so that played a huge part. And after that, uh, from I think since 2018 has been very clean eating, uh, like I know how to, even if I drift for a day or two, I know how to quickly come back. So uh, it's like, okay, I know where I'm going wrong. So I know how to uh, quickly fix. So I know my body in and out now. So what suits my body? What doesn't suit my body? So that's again an awareness comes with uh, probably experience also, because over the years you've experimented with your body uh, various ways, you know, so you've experimented uh, having carbs, carbs back then we used to have, but we used to have uh, simple carbs. So like the rice we used to only be on rice that, 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 probably showed double the effect uh, so that's when i i got into this keto diet keto diet oh god i it it, uh, it it took me a while to actually break down my food and there were times where i was starving and i was starving in the night because i my body couldn't access my body was like feeling so heavy honestly speaking i've gone so many times i've gone without meals you know as I've i've there are days where i've gone without eating uh, i've starved i've starved i've starved so much uh, but uh, I think from last two years has been uh, amazing for me. I've never gone a day without eating. There's no starving. There's absolutely uh, no beating myself up.
1: So I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna come back to a common thread that you know the general conception for most athletes and and sportsmen is that the first thing that they look at for a solution is they look for an answer online, right? And it's the source of that online information that is really, really important. And when you're doing like a high performance sport, it can like eating the wrong kind of foods like keto for a game like cricket. it's very important that whoever is doing your planning, whether it is the training or whether it is nutrition, that they understand what the demands of your sport is. Something like keto for cricket or keto for most sports other than ultra endurance sports is an absolute no-no right and couple that with i mean i i am pretty sure this is common in in india as well as much as it is uh, the rest of the world there's a huge em- emphasis on your image and more so in women athletes than men right in the yeah. way you look has a huge emphasis so it's like a lot a lot of the athletes that i have seen have spoken and including young girls as well uh there is an image issue that is there at some point yeah. in the and there yeah. is a huge drive in terms of okay, if I don't eat this, I'll I'll become slimmer. If I don't eat that, I'll become slimmer. You know, there is there is a there is a disparity in in between uh, looks and aesthetic goals and performance. Right? Yeah. Does not mean both don't go together. But if you're focusing on looks, you will sacrifice health, and performance comes yeah. after that. Right? And yeah. So, uh, and you see a lot of, lot of the trends that are there, uh, that are there, whether it's, it's, whether it is, you know, low carb diets, whether it is keto, whether, I mean, these are trends that are based on science, but again, they have very specific applications when it comes to, you know, using it for athletes, you know, which aspect is yeah. not a one size fits all. And with athletes, yeah. especially, it's very important to understand how, what is the requirements of my sport, right? If I need yeah. carbs, there's nothing wrong with carbs per se. right? And if you're talking about a game like cricket, which, which, can, which goes on for a couple of hours, you definitely need yeah. carbs to replenish your glycogen. Yeah. Right? So there's no reason why we have to demonize or make carbs the enemy. And the same thing of, yeah. of, the, of the whole protein intake. Predominantly all yeah. this madness and hunger for protein is, is from bodybuilders who have that need to put on that much muscle mass. Yeah. Right. And they need to put on that much muscle mass quickly. Right? We're not necessarily talking about yeah. them being the ultimate athletes. Right. I mean, they're still yeah. considered athletes, but they're not, they're not known as high-performing athletes. Right? So how much protein you need, how much is acceptable and how much is really absorbed by your body because the remaining is just waste in your body. And we have this over-reliance yeah. on protein because we equate that to muscle and equate muscle into performance.
2: There are plenty of steps yeah.
1: in between where muscle can ultimately lead to performance. It's not a direct correlation, saying that more muscle you have, the more performance you have, right? Sure. There are multiple factors, and that's something that, again, so if I mean your training also has changed, right? And from twenty eighteen to and time before that also has changed. It's also that this, the industry per se has gone through multiple levels of evolution, where our understanding of how to go about training for different sports has changed. Like you mentioned, we went from trying to lift really heavy because we said, okay, when you lift heavy, you will perform better to now it's not so much as lifting heavy is important, but if you can translate that force into coordination and accuracy, then it can translate into performance. So things are changing and it changes depending on who you are. Right. But again, compared to when you started off and what your focus was in training, now what your focus is in training how would you say that your perception towards training and even ultimately how you how you bringing it together in your sport so one is workout in the gym yeah. the second one is to make yeah. sure that you are practicing uh, practicing batting and now it's about how are you bring both them together so that it's one thing for you and not so much as two separate events that are happening that have no correlation so how are you going about that how are you mixing your your training yeah, that it's one I- thing?
2: Uh, like I said, I was fortunate. Uh, I'm really fortunate that I met you because um, before that, I was I had stopped weight training for a year. Um, after lifting so much of weight, I had stopped weight training for a year. So I was doing generalized um, weight training just for maintenance sake and um, more of track and field work. So I got into track and field just to build that athleticism. Um, it was not a bad option at that time, I felt, because... I felt I was moving slower because of the kind of weight training I used to do. It made me slower on the field. And I know as an athlete, if I sit back, because I always like to introspect uh, after every tour, like where, what is that? I One thing which kept, you know, which, which I felt, or there was a lot of question mark was in terms related to my fitness. It was nothing to do um, with skills. It was absolutely nothing, but I felt a lot of uh, correlation fitness so that's when i was like okay let me try track and field mm, it is not like something um, track and field didn't work it, it actually worked really well for me at that point in time i become a lot more athletic i toned down i lost those uh you know excess uh, weight that i was carrying it become more um I, I become more you know i would say probably lighter on the ground but again, um, I also realized I cannot have one dimension of uh, training. It has to be combination of everything and skill-related. It has to be more towards my sport. It has to be more towards skill-related stuff. So I felt there's something which is lacking again. Over the years, I realized, okay, I've been getting injured. Injury after injury after injury, I tore both my quadriceps again, my hamstrings, both my hamstrings. I've had, like, you name, I've had a series of injuries, um, but but again as, a, as an athlete, um, I cannot be spending hours and hours into training, right, it, it has to be something, training, I, I take it like this as a, as a professional cricketer, it is only to enhance me, it is only to enhance my skill, it is only to support my skill, um, so I felt I was spending too much time on fitness, so I used, to, I used to do two sessions a day, spend about four hours in a day on fitness, again I felt I was not hitting anywhere, I felt it was not predictive that's that's when Invitis also happened to me and the day I came in I saw a lot of lot of difference and and a lot of changes the way I was moving on the field um my headspace everything it is it's a correlation and um, it's not just one aspect and it's overall it was complete for me and uh that's when I realized the importance of um, training in the right way and awareness that's when I realized the importance of awareness because See, even now also we have SNCs. it's not like we don't have SNCs, but I, I, feel, I feel we don't have the right base, the right foundation to actually go out and teach people also. And I feel the teaching has to happen, a lot of teaching has to go in at a very young age. Um, that when, uh, you know, a kid or, or, or a player or an athlete will adapt quickly to, you know, those uh, systems or that, those system, the, that culture that you bring in place.
1: Coming back, I mean, coming back to where we were or where we are uh, in terms of the lockdown might continue in phases, how do you think that's affected your mindset towards the game? It's clearly is is something that we're not accustomed to or not used to or not predicted.
2: See, honestly, um, speaking, this is something which is, um, um, I don't know about others. But for me, it is uh, it's it's a blessing in disguise. This break because I was in the middle of a tour. Um, we were called, you know we were playing we were about to play one of the major uh, tournaments that is a knockout match quarterfinals match and and honestly speaking um, you know I was just sitting and cracking my head. I felt I was not 100% also because I was also carrying uh, nursing an injury. But when I got back home, I felt okay. Thank God for this break because. Um, Honestly, this three weeks has given me a lot of insight, a lot of reflection, a lot of introspection. Uh, I, I sort of probably, it's like a reboot button in my system now. So uh, I've been doing the same things, like as in, in terms of my workout, in terms of my, uh, you know, my rehab, my mind. I've been, I'm, I'm thank God I'm getting a lot of time to watch a lot of series, which I always wanted to watch and then reading a lot of books. Those books sort of, gets you going it's sort of like uh, it's like an inner voice which speaks to you Uh, I felt I felt those and honestly speaking my family is also not staying with me after my family is in farm, it's only me and my sister right now and with my dog so I am getting to spend some time and you know both of us are trying to do something different you know trying out some cooking stuff every day Um, you know my dog is happy because she's getting getting to spend a lot of time with all of us and and this quarantine is definitely um it's not something which I've got irritated, honestly speaking. It's something I feel it's like a blessing for me because uh everything is slowing down now. Where we all of us were racing, all of us were like competing. I don't know for what we were racing, all of us were like competing, all of us were, like, of us were running and racing. And I think I I, I think I, I thank God for this break because this is something which is slowing all of us down, and there's a lot of introspection. Not only me, I, I feel a lot of people coming out with a lot of uh, when I was just going through my facebook and instagram post I see a lot of different posts from a lot of uh, people coming out with a different mindset of how this quarantine and the lockdown has actually calmed them down uh, i th- i think i think probably that I, that should be the, the mindset because i i feel the people whoever is coming out with that mindset has probably um you know gone through a lot of introspection and that learning mindset of how they want to go about and change their perspective i think it's about how you look at this you know this angle this perspective from so that's that will make a difference
1: i think it's it's also a lot of people have i mean from trying to chase something that is i mean a lot of us are chasing something or set some targets which are not necessarily achievable it's also by design how we we want to want to hunt things that are not easily achievable yeah but in that hunt we do tend to forget the simpler things in life and Honestly, like, I think the whole uh, pandemic has reduced us to our most basic necessities. Like any, any extravagance or there's nothing really, you have to be able to live really, really basic. It's about taking it in a positive spin. I don't think it's about taking it in in any other way. Uh, And whatever does come from it, we have to be able to uh, not only be there. I mean, for ourselves, right? And not completely lose lose the plot, right? But also try and be there for others as well. Right? Because yeah. there will be other people in society, in community who may not have the same luxuries that we have in terms of our house or in terms of necessities, food. And at this point, I think it's time, for, I mean, like all of us, while we all take a break and slow down, but it's also a time for all of us to be more cognizant of the other people who are slightly underprivileged who have slightly more difficult yeah. lives than ours. And we can take this moment to pause and uh, yeah. look around us and see who we can help. And when things return back to normal, we can always get back to that, the grind that we love and the excitement that we love. And honestly, we put ourselves in that spot. As much as we complain, it's life that we choose to be in right? and we love it. We hate it, but that's who we are. And that's what, that's what makes us feel alive mean when, when we spoke to your sister your younger sister ishwarya and uh, one of the things she mentioned which took me by surprise was saying she said that you're very very shy right and you take a lot of time to open up
2: <laughs>
1: so I mean, yeah
2: dude, I... <laughs>
1: that that took me, that took, that actually took me by surprise because the last thing I would mm-hmm. attach to you is shy
0: and
2: no because, and, and also you're can... like oh. No, it's honestly speaking, um, you know, uh, I'm very, I, as as a child, I was very introvert. Uh, I could hardly strike any conversation. Um, there are times where, you know, these are the things which probably if I look back at it, did good, you got me this, uh, you know, got this point. Honestly speaking, as a kid, I used to run away. I could never stand and face people. I could never have a conversation. I was so scared. I don't know for what I had that fear. I was so scared. A lot of fear in me. And um, over the period, I think the sport has made me very bold. Uh, you know, uh, the audacity to actually talk. But but still, I have the side in me, which, uh, which, like you said, I'm very shy. Yes, I am. It's very difficult for me to uh, just strike a conversation. Um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Mm. It, it, it involves, uh, I don't know, you must have seen me a lot of time, even in training also, pretty much to myself. I'm quiet that's more or less uh, my nature actually that's that's how i am i'm quite you know i'm until you myself. until you start trash
1: talking all the other athletes
2: exactly and and that too you know when i trash talk also you must have seen it took me a while to talk to those athletes also and once i started talking to them only i started indulging myself otherwise see for example Pise. okay i've seen Pise from 2018 we've hardly had any conversation and the time we started talking is the time we actually started indulging in conversation i'm just giving you an example and and it's 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 like that with you know various people like uh, uma where i've come across like it takes a while for me to talk so even in your office also i hardly talk to um, any other, other essences it's, it's only you ron and uh, you know uh, a bit with uh, uttam and a little bit karthik here and are others i don't i don't think hey, so, uh, I your
1: your session gets over at 10 o'clock at 1 o'clock i still see you in office so clearly, you're talking to a lot more people. Dude,
2: in the I go, TV. I I visit PhD. No, I, I visit PhD. Then I I chit chat with Mon. Um, you know, I sit and chit chat with Alia. We talk because uh, she is she's very good these days with cricket. You know, she is following cricket so much that she's is sitting and giving me updates about cricket, which I really like the fact that she is involved. Yeah, in yeah cricket she'll so
1: she'll update she'll update the cricketers on on what's happening around the world. She's pretty clued exactly. in.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's so nice, you know, when people like that, you know, when they're so enthusiastic about the sport, about athletes, you know, as, as an athlete, we feel so driven saying, okay, wow, someone is showing so much passion towards another athlete, fellow athlete. You know, you feel nice. You feel like, okay, you want to indulge, you want to talk because these conversations are very productive for me as far as I see. Um, honestly speaking, for me, it's all about learning. Uh, if I come in, if I walk in, to um, so to uh, for sure, if I go back home, if I sit down. Um, there's a, there's there, I'm sure I might have learned a thing or two in that particular day or in that particular session. So that's how I address things. That's how I look at my life also. I'm Every day for me, it's like a learning process. a learning curve. So I just, I wake up with an idea of, okay, what is, what am I going to look next? What is, what is that I'm going to look? And even if I'm watching any series also at home now, I'm like, wow, okay, there's something nice. So I, I, I look at that mindset. My mindset is only to learn. So I look at ideas, I'm like, okay, wow, if I'm, okay, if I'm browsing something on, or or if I'm actually exploring something on Instagram, like, wow, these are the things which actually drives me like, okay, because my mind is only looking for that. Okay. It's like what we look for, right? What we seek, we actually get it. So I'm looking at something to learn right now. And because I had that mindset, right? So everything, what I'm actually seeing, earlier also, I used to stream, I used to browse, I used to go through a lot of things. But. I, it didn't strike me. It didn't. It didn't catch my attention because I had that mindset of actually learning. Because I'm looking for substance to learn, I'm actually spotting it. So yeah. that that is all. You know, I'm I'm training myself now because I want to learn. Because I want to get better. My mindset is that. So I'm automatically spotting things. So my eyes and my brains are looking for that.
1: This is the same thing. We come back to the mind of a beginner. There's something to learn yeah. in everything. Very true. I, Keeping, I mean, keeping all all this in mind, and I mean, we—it's it's always something that we need to look forward to in terms of you know having some kind of purpose in life beyond you know beyond what we're always already going through and beyond our current struggles. It's about keeping that. How would you say carrot stick in front of us that keeps us keeps us driving on from one phase to another phase to another phase. What's What's the future? What's your What would be your Future, whole like, what would it look like? Do you have a purpose, you know, that is long-standing and withstanding the the test of time.
2: Uh, down the line, um, I definitely have, um, you know, um, I've been thinking about this from last few months. And I want to contribute in, in, in various aspects. Of, right now, I'm also helping out a lot of youngsters in a lot of ways. Um, I see a lot of them, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that, uh, so, sort of take the credit out of it, but that is sort of helping them in various aspects. So, uh, I see myself doing that in the future as well, um, as I uh, probably, when I stop playing the next role, what I want to do is helping out people uh, extensively, going out and, you know, probably mentor them and, you know, guide them in the right ways. In the field of um, cricket
1: itself, or are you looking at...
2: Uh, not only in cricket, but uh, overall as an athlete, because I feel, um, I feel as an athlete, uh, we can attribute to uh, a lot of uh, to lot of fields in various ways. It's not just cricket alone. Right. As an athlete, I can talk about the mindset factor. As an athlete, I can talk about the diet. As an athlete, we can talk about the competitiveness. Um, you know, the growth. There's a lot of there's a lot of side we can say. It's not just cricket alone. We can, you know, attribute to there's various ways uh, you can go about and contribute and uh, and off late off late we've been having a lot of discussion about how kids are and how kids you know they actually um, my nephew spending some time with my nephew is giving me a great ideas um of how you know kids need to be go about and how you know it's it's fantastic it's fabulous in terms of all of those things and and i think there's there's a lot of i, I can see myself um, you know growing in in a much more uh, you know, calmer as a much more calmer person uh, because i have honestly speaking, I don't. I mean, as, as a cricketer, if you ask me, I'm very aggressive. I'm a very fierce person, but uh, I'm I'm getting to see the other side uh, of me now when I'm spending some time around kids. You know, developing a lot of patience, um, much more calmer in terms of explaining them. You know, it's it's a different it's a different uh, altogether it's a different field which I've never had before. I'm experiencing
1: uh, such factor right now. So, like, because uh, I know you, I know you've been reading a lot on 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 the on aspects of training. Uh, yeah. a lot of it because of your own curiosity, but also you 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 tend to ask me some questions based on uh, what can you do for your nephew. You tend to send me articles yeah. based on, on on other coaches that have written about training and what is lacking like in training. Yeah, is there an inclination towards Towards uh, getting into into the field in more of a in more of a education role or more of, more of more as a mentor or a coach because you have this natural inclination towards that inquisitiveness in that field, right? And you're always looking yeah. at applying it on yourself or your nephew or or yeah. your teammates. So, is there yeah. a, a possibility for? Uh, for the rest of us to see you as uh, or for me to see you as uh, a colleague
2: <laughs> in the industry Definitely you've been mentoring me. honestly speaking you've been mentoring me uh, over the years like you know um, I've learned load management from you i've learned tapering i've learned peaking I've, you know these are the things uh, as an athlete we need to have basic information i i believe this is basic information honestly speaking after coming into this field and knowing what it is and learning a lot about training, and psychological aspect of it, physiological, you know. After getting to know about all this, I think I think the basic um, essential of uh, understanding, uh, you know, yourself, has to be taught uh, at a very younger age. I definitely see myself not only just mentoring, but also uh, physically, uh, you know, helping our people. Um, you know, indulging myself in, in a lot of their activities. I definitely, I'm not someone who's going to sit and, you know, sit, sit at home and keep quiet. I cannot sit at one place for sure. Um, so this is something which, uh, I'm inclined in the future to actually, you know, go out and help people, you know, talk about it, spread awareness. It's all about awareness factor.
0: So
1: on, on, on the last part, uh, I mean, you did mention a few of your mentors growing. I mean, as you as your career, one of that was uh, uh, yeah. Mr. Irfan Seth. Then you talked about Mr. Arik. They yeah. talk about uh, Anand, Anand Date. And there are a few other mentions yeah. as well Absolutely. I know that you would like to like to mention. And I think it's also important really? for, I mean, everyone to know that, you know, different people at different stages contributed to your success. And it it takes more than just the athlete to be able to have a productive career and I have to have a long career. It, so if you want to mention yeah. anybody else, I think, you know, just as a thank you. Or, and also to show yeah.
2: a, a, I have, a sign of support to everybody. I have a handful of people. No, I have a yeah. handful of people. When I, um, I, when, I, when I started, it was this one, sir. Then in the same academy, um, there's this um, Nasir sir. Honestly speaking, he's, he's my big brother. Um, I did not beat in him in my injury times. Uh, he's given me hours and hours and hours of throwdowns. More than that, he's been the big brother uh, whom I could just fall back on uh, for anything. I say he'd be like, "Okay, go ahead. He's been he's been the you know supportive for me. Like, okay, just go on, just go out there and explore. He's never said a no to me. Whatever I say, he's, he's not stopped me. He said, "Okay, go out there. If if it goes wrong, I'll back you." He's yep. he's such a man. And then and then. Um, Dilip happened at a very uh, critical time in my career where everything was just you know, I don't know which corner which part of my career was going and then he happened and and major uh, change in terms of um, me being that uh, disciplined cricketer was because of Dilip Um, he inculcated a lot of uh, theory in me uh, of how I need to go about of how I need my preparation especially helped me out a lot in preparation uh initial stages it was more like he was guiding me was mentoring me uh and then in 2017 2016 is the time he started coaching me in person so before that it was more like he was mentoring me um it was more like um he was it was more like a mentor and then and 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 then a uh, couple of my state coaches uh kalpana she's she's played a huge factor in my career and then Shanta Rangaswamy, uh, she's a big, big, uh, former established cricketer, a big name actually in women's cricket. So she has played a huge part. I did not be in these guys, and then R X now. I did not been these guys, and of course, um, when I have to talk about S N C, who's been my spine. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Without S&C, I would, I would, I would be playing this sport. Honestly speaking, uh, it started from. Um, my first my first uh, SNC was, um, personal SNC I can call, was uh, Irfan Bai, we call him Irfan Bai, Irfan Khan is his name. So right now he's a state under 23 uh, trainer and then Rahul Bhatkal, mm, right now he has his own setup uh, in Bangalore. So he is helping massively. In terms of training, uh, culture, like how I have to train, what are the things you know, the basics, the foundations. These guys gave me a fabulous foundation. Then I moved on. Anandate. Uh, Anandate uh, was the longest I've I've trained with. Uh, he's he's he was there around for almost uh, three three and a half years, guiding me through. Uh, you know, he was he, he gave me a solid base after that, and then uh, Yatish. Um, track and field. He also gave me an amazing ideas of you know how to go about, how to keep my body in the right shape. And then um, Invictus. Invictus has played a major role. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know if if thanks is sufficient for you guys because you guys have played a huge factor uh, yourself. And then uh, Rohan and uh, Abhishek. You know, you guys, three of y'all have been constant for me. It's just a call away. Um, trying to always uh, sort my stuff, my training, and always trying to, uh, you know, keep me match ready. Trying to, you know, inculcate those culture. Actually, I've learned this culture part from uh, Invictus, honestly speaking, because probably, probably you guys have had a lot of experience in handling athletes all over different sport. And... Uh, also, training in that roof gave also gave me an idea of how another fellow athletes, uh, they train and how they go about in their various sports. So, that sort of gave me an idea because all these years, I've only trained along with cricketers. Um, and then probably coming to Invitus has changed my perspective about training. Uh, training along with other uh, athletes and how they go about, how they prepare. That sort of, you know, uh, gave me a light. Like okay, maybe <clears throat> this is why they are successful. This is why you know they're doing the things what uh, not many are doing. So that sort of gave me a light to it, and um, and and yeah, and Mon has played a major role. He came in my life at a very uh, crucial uh, time. You know, Mon, Mon, I I used to eat Mon head like I don't know. There's no tomorrow. So yeah, Mon played a huge role, and then Alia. Malia's always been there, any anything to do with diet, you know, anything I personally message her, anything to do with supplements. She's always there. She's quick enough to respond. Um, so you know, it's it's I call this whenever I go outside, I address this as my team. So that's how I address people. And and so fortunate that um, right now I have a coach and an SNC who work um, you know, in tandems and it's so easy for me to actually uh, you know, my training and my cricket. So finally, I feel there's a connection in what I'm doing. So you know, it makes life all the more easier for me. And I'm fortunate, and I'm thankful to God for actually being in this place where I am today. Uh, you know, for having uh, uh, being surrounded with such wonderful people who who's always uh, helping me. You know, going to the next level.
1: All right. I think. Uh, I think we've gone on for uh, <laughs> we've gone on for a long, long time. But anyway, so I want to thank you, thank you for your time. Uh, again, if there's something else that you want to cover, we uh, can always talk about it. But I think uh, it's, it's been a learning experience for all. I mean, I can talk on, on part of the team as well. It's been a learning experience for all of us as well. And every time we, we work with an athlete, and whoever the athlete is, it is a learning experience. It is a constantly trying to figure out what would work for that particular athlete. And I thank you for your patience as well. It's not like uh, we have all the answers all the time. Uh, it is an iterative process and we're constantly trying to help athletes. And uh, you played an important role in terms of understanding cricket as well. And it is about building that that ecosystem that we need to learn from other sports. Other sports need to learn from cricket. And there has to be this open forum where we can all learn collectively as human beings and then become athletes second. Right? Rather than become athletes first and human beings second. Right. So it's always a uh, human being first and then we become good athletes. Right. so that's that's yeah. pretty much what we, are, we were trying to achieve with, with the podcast with the podcast that we're trying to launch right now. It's about understanding the yeah. athlete be- uh, the person behind the athlete and then how that person is able to translate who they are into their professional life, whether it is becoming an athlete, whether it is becoming support staff, whatever it is, right But the person first. Yeah. That defines the kind of work yeah. that we do and how we can contribute to our teammates, to our coaches, to our support systems, to our society.
2: Right?
1: Yeah. So on that note, I'd like to uh, thank you and also sign off. Uh, we thank you Obviously, so we will obviously meet when the COVID is over, but then we'll probably keep this uh, e-chat open. Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, sure.
0: A- anything else that you want to add, Ghana? I just want to thank uh, Vanita for her time and uh, her conversation and bringing up things that she wanted to talk about, which is not, it's outside the regular and uh, yeah, just grateful for this opportunity and thanks a lot, uh, Vanita.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Gana. See you soon at Invictus.
0: Hey guys, thank you so much for listening in to that extremely insightful and inspiring conversation with Vanita. We wish her the best for what's to come and please remember to share and subscribe to the Invictus Performance Podcast. See you guys soon. Take care, stay safe and thank you.